Guys from Podcast, just two guys answering the internet's questions. I'm Sean Cordingly. And I'm David R. Smith. Today's first question comes to us via at Sean Cord. Jarrett wants us to talk about our reactions to the Justice League Comic Con footage. Now, we both took a vacation the week that all of the Comic Con stuff was. Isn't that always the way? So we pre recorded behind the curtain. Heads up. We we pre recorded our talk about female superheroes. Yeah, and and Rio. Rio. Because uh, now when this one comes out is the opening ceremonies. You know, if, if the athletes stay or not. <laughs> but we're not talking about that today. That's that's Cause, last yuck. week's podcast that we already talked about, despite the fact that the Olympics haven't. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. We can have like a post-Olympics podcast if you guys really want to hear our reactions on the Olympics. At David Ron. Ask him. Yeah. We'll do it. Perfect. Anyway, so... So, a bunch of these trailers dropped last week. Yeah. Which is cool, except last week would have been a perfect time to do these reactions. But at the same time, the footage is still there. It's still some of the most popular stuff out there. And people seem to enjoy these ones. Yeah. So Plus, you can revisit this on our when we do another trailer. When there's an actual trailer for this, mm-hmm. we'll probably be asked to do that. Same as when Ghostbusters came out. We yeah. did a whole bunch because we keep getting asked to do it. Okay, now here's my question for you. Okay. That looked like it was a trailer. Like, it looked like... Yeah, it was, yeah. So, what's the difference between footage and a trailer? Uh, that didn't have any of the specifics on it. No producer listings, no actor listings, no anything. Oh, I see. It just was, here's all of... Here's a snippet of a bunch of the characters, all of the main characters. Right. Wink. And then, here's the title... Right. But because it's not coming out until November 2017... Right. It's not an actual trailer, because it's not, like, directed by Zack Snyder. Okay, that makes sense. So it's not like they film this and none of this is going into the movie. Well, it might be. It might be. Okay. But probably not, because I'm sure they're already working on it. They have to if they want the effects-driven thing that's... Because Zack Snyder is directing, unfortunately, will probably be, what, two and a half to three hours long Mm -hmm. with 2,000 effect shots in it? So, (laughs) right? Fun news on the DC side. Yeah. I don't know if you heard this because DC did it kind of quietly. Okay. After the whole Batman v Superman kind of not great reviews, tanked, but yeah. still did, you say tanked, but how much money did they make? Sure. Yes. Got panned, <laughs> but still brought in a bunch of money. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they moved somebody above Zack Snyder in the pecking order in the DC universe. Really? Uh, And it's the president of the comic side. They took Jeff Johns, who is the reason I read Aquaman and all of, like, who I... I read his stuff because I like the way he builds stories. Right. They've made him a bridge president. He's now president of DC completely. So he has his fingers in the books and in the films. Okay. So now hopefully what that means is he will be overseeing this guy who I still stand by the fact can't really tell a story but can cut great trailers and is a good visual director. Right. But not a great character guy Mm -hmm. or storyteller. But now you have probably DC's best storyteller above him. Interesting. So Zack Snyder will still direct a lot, but this guy, what's his name? Jasper Johns? (laughs) Jeff Johns? That's the one. Yep. Jasper Johns is an artist. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) 
That's kind of a Simpsons reference. Well, it is a Simpsons reference. Yeah. To the article that comes out next Wednesday. This coming Wednesday. This coming Wednesday. Yep. The 10th. Plug. Yeah. <clears throat> My birthday. Um, God, tweet it, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine? I'm not even going to say it. I'm nope. not going to jinx it. Don't do it. Um, so Jeff Johns? Yes. So he could kind of... Start molding the stories. his... On, on what is happening with the movies and be like, hey, there's not a lot of story here. Maybe you want to explore some of the story yeah. arcs. Could. That would be cool. He already has writing credit on the Wonder Woman movie. So, like, they uh-huh. went to him to help with the screenplay. Who directed that one? The one that's coming? Yeah, the Wonder Woman movie. Uh, Patty Jenkins? Okay. Monster. Oh, right. And a bunch of TV, right, right, mostly. Right. But Monster's her okay. biggest film. I knew that it wasn't Zack Snyder. No, he can't do everything. He's too busy on Justice League. Right. Right. So he gets Wonder Woman, just not... Yeah, as a solo vehicle. Well, it's like how Joss Whedon directed the Avengers, Did but he? he didn't direct, like, the Thor movie. Sure, yeah. Because the Thor movie was directed by Kenneth Branagh. What? How did I not know that? Because you haven't watched any of them. I suppose that probably... But you would think that Which I would... Which continues to kind of be a problem when it comes to I know! <laughs> That's why we do the trailer reaction ones, because I don't have to have seen the movies. I just have to watch the trailer and do it literally... 15 seconds before we start recording the podcast. <laughs> right. So, this works out way better. <laughs> now, granted, last week when all the trailers dropped, I was out of town with very limited cell phone service. Yeah. And didn't want to use up all my data watching trailers. No. So I was like, I figured, I wasn't sure because in the past it'd be like, well, that trailer dropped last week. We can't record this trailer this week, or this podcast this week. So, I wasn't sure if we were going to, but I still didn't. I didn't. I, I I thought that there was a chance. It's like yeah. it'd be better. I liked going fresh. That way, it's brand new. You've seen it already, so you kind of know what we're going into. Yep. Whereas I haven't seen it, and I'm like, let's start fresh here. <laughs> well, and we keep getting more people have asked, and so people here we are listening, are. and they're going back when they're coming out. And yeah. So like, why would we not? Absolutely. And it's fun. It is fun. It really is. So Justice League Comic Con footage. Again, knowing that it's Zack Snyder, and the man can cut amazing trailers, even though the Batman v Superman trailer was worrisome, as we expressed when we reacted to that. I feel like I'm more optimistic about this than I was about the just, or about Batman v Superman. Okay. Just because tone, or... Tone has a lot to do with it. It looks really sharp-witted, I guess. It, it reminds me a lot of the Avengers and the fact that there's a lot, you know, there's the banter. And I mean, if you have a group of five or six people, because I mean, there's a very decided lack of one major character in this Justice League. Whoa. Now, I may not be a comic book guy, <laughs> but I know enough about comic books and all the things that Sean has told me yeah. to know that there's one very noticeable lack of, you know... A red and white character in this in this in this trailer, red or red and blue, red and blue, oh. red, white, and blue. Shut up! You had two colors to get right. <laughs> Superman. There's no Superman. There you go. So obviously we're not, and I mean, you don't want to see him because this this looks like the beginning of the movie. Yeah. A lot of this is, you know, because we've got... This is the Batman play, or Bruce Wayne slash Batman 
playing Nick Cage. Exactly. Right. Right. Getting the Avengers together. Yeah. You've seen the first Avengers. I have. There you go. But I was like, why would he be playing Nicolas Cage? And then realized that we were... Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> uh, um, but it makes sense that Batman and, and Wonder Woman are are already friendly because, I mean, in that first, in the Wonder Woman trailer that we saw, or the teaser that we saw months ago and talked about... For the movie that's out? Yeah. So you know what happens? Sure. Yeah. We see we we saw Batman in there, right? Was it in in the Wonder Woman teaser? Yeah, yeah. Th- yeah. That's what I mean. Is that like? <laughs> what am I trying to say here? I'm not sure. We see him talking to to um, Barry Allen, right? And we see him talking to Aquaman, whose real name I can't remember. Arthur Curry. Arthur Curry. And those two, he's introducing himself, right? And he's trying to convince them to come fight with his Justice League. Which goes to varying degrees of success. Yes, exactly. And in the tr- in this this footage, we see we see Wonder Woman and, and Bruce Wayne kind of chatting, being like, okay, well, right. you know, how'd that go? So obviously he doesn't need to convince her because this has already happened in previous incarnations. In the movie that you've already seen because it's out. Totally. Yes. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> They're together at the end of... I figured so that that's, was yeah. Like this is just directly leading into because it's Dawn of Justice. Yeah. Right? That's what Batman v Superman. Instead of actually doing Batman v Superman, we had to cram everything else in there. So it's Dawn of Justice. Mm-hmm. So they're already together with one notable omission and then they go forward. Yeah. Right. So this all seems like the beginning is like I'm sure all of this is probably the first well, I mean, if we said Zack Snyder is going to be a two and a half or three hour long movie. Probably. So this will be the first hour and a half is him wrangling up <laughs> Aquaman and and the Flash. I've been kidding about it because I know you haven't <laughs> seen Batman v Superman, but you've basically nailed onto the head how he's going to probably do it. It seems like something like this, you should, it's like, okay, let's get that scene where he's talking to Aquaman and then let's get the scene where he's talking to Wonder Woman about how that went because clearly that didn't go well. Right. And then we have the scene of him talking to Barry Allen. Yep. That should be 20 minutes, 25 minutes. And he never talked to Cyborg. No, but Cyborg then, just kind of appeared. Then, but then at the end of the footage, Cyborg is with everybody except Aquaman. Oh, yeah. Because Aquaman isn't in those four. Right. It's just Batman, Cyborg, Flash, and Wonder Woman. So is it possible that... that because Bruce Wayne went to go talk to Barry Allen, and Bruce Wayne went to go talk to Arthur Curry. Yeah. So it's is it possible that Bruce Wayne went to go talk to the guy who plays who's who Cyborg Cyborg? Yeah, his alter ego, Vic something. I believe. Okay. Yeah. And so Cyborg doesn't know who it is that he's going to be working with, and all of a sudden Batman shows up. It that could, could be, be the way it goes. I, I don't know. I mean, I'm just kind of winging this. Yeah. But that to me, that would make the most amount of sense. And all of a sudden, Batman shows up. He's like, oh, I get it. Whereas, yeah. I don't know. But I mean, like when he's talking to Barry Allen, which all the rest of the scenes look really cool. There's some really phenomenal shots. And like, we'll get to, we'll get some, to some of, the, of, some of the, the framework and just some of the, the moments. If there's one thing Zack Snyder's never bad at, it's visuals. Mm-hmm. His visuals are always great. Right. But... but. But that scene with with Bruce Wayne and Barry Allen is very funny. Yeah. Because, uh, I mean, how old is... Barry Allen looks like he's about 20 years old in that, in that yeah. scene. 
Does it feel to you at all, kind of building on what you're saying, sure. that Barry Allen is slowly being slightly turned into the Spider-Man of DC? The quippy young kid who's being brought on, who also happens to wear a red costume, who is also quite powerful. I can see that. Because they need, they feel they need somebody like that. Yeah, they don't have that that guy. And so, I mean, you have that young kid and everybody else is, although the guy who's playing um, uh, Cyborg doesn't look that old. No, he's not. Because he, he he's be. walking he's a, he's wearing his, his football letterman's yeah. jacket. So he's he's in university, which, but he looks older than, than Barry Allen. And Cyborg is usually like best known for Teen Titans. Oh, okay. Which is like a group up of teen superheroes. Right. So, but yeah, like usually he's at a university, he's a great athlete, and he's also a brilliant science, and then... Okay. I'm not going to go through a cyborg origin story <laughs> for you, but... It's probably for the best. I mean, he's the one I know the least amount about, but... Yeah, well, me as well. But at the same time, he's the one... There's a reason why I know the least amount about him, is because there's a Flash TV show. I've seen almost every Batman movie. Yep. I know we talked about Wonder Woman last week. Yeah. I've heard so much about Aquaman because of you. Yeah, you're welcome. And everybody knows Superman. Yep. Despite the fact that he's not in this footage. Right. But, like, I know those five characters. I, I'm, I've never been exposed to Cyborg. Yeah. So. So I I know very little about him. But he looks older than Barry Allen. And yeah. he's, he's, even if they're roughly the same age, he's more mature than Barry Allen. Yep. Um, But I like, I like that Barry Allen is kind of quirky and, and funny and you know when he says I'm building a team and of people who have very extraordinary skills and and uh, I'm, I believe there's an enemy that stop right there I'm in just like that I I, I need friends yeah like, that's that's funny that's good repartee I I feel like it, it and, and then can I keep this yeah and he holds up the batarang <laughs> and it's like oh neat okay yeah well and what a cool way to because he's talking, you know, you say that, like, I'm going to, like, I should still, like, I should know who this, that there, you know, that it's okay that there's a stranger sitting in my second favorite chair. You say that like it's a reason for... Right. Yeah. Which, by the way, if anybody knows, if is there a joke along that whole my second favorite chair? Is there a Flash reference that he has a favorite chair that, I don't know, like... It's possible. Or maybe his favorite, I don't know, it, I'm sure, it just seemed really weird that he said inside my second favorite chair. Or it's just playing up the eccentricity. Sure. Because look at the room he's in. Totally. It's, it looks like a kind of underground hacking Absolutely. facility, which he's kind of doing. Okay. So. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, then he checks that, that batarang, and that's a really cool image as he's, you know, getting into the imagery where, you know, he kind of dodges it, and then he looks at the, like, he sees it cr- flying across his face, and you just see the recognition, and he looks at Bruce Wayne, and he looks back at the batarang, and, you know, snatches out of midair, and. Yeah. It's what a cool way to find out that that person in your in your lair is Batman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it is, it, I am assuming it is his lair because that would be how he's. Not, again, I won't get into the whole force junk, but like you can see his outfit is hanging mm-hmm. in there. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh yeah, how did? Oh no, though he's a detective. That's how Bruce Wayne probably found him. He's the world's greatest detective. That's the point. Yeah. I guess he would be the world's greatest detective. He's supposed to be a detective. Yeah. Interesting. I've never thought about that. He's just, to me, he's just like this rich, eccentric millionaire, billionaire, billionaire. Yeah. <clears throat> so he just has a lot of time on his hands, and 
two dead parents, so what the hell else is he going to do? But, yeah, of course he would be a detective. Yep. Dang. The things you think about when you do a podcast. You're welcome, I guess. <laughs> so, you brought him up briefly when you saw him for the first time, and what is it that you wrote down? <laughs> Aquaman is way cooler looking than I pictured. Jason Momoa was a great casting choice for Aquaman. <laughs> Absolutely. Going the Polynesian route? Yeah. Awesome. Mm-hmm. That shot, it's probably my favorite shot in the whole trailer, where he's just, he downs the 2-6, smashes it, and then the wave just pours over him, and he's kind of wearing boots yeah. that are the old-style Aquaman boots, So it's kind of not. a throwback to his old costume, but yeah. yeah. To be honest, we've been talking about Aquaman, because you've been so jacked about the Aquaman movie and him being in the Justice League, and I was just like, alright, whatever, and... I mean, Vince Chase played him in the... In the, in the James Cameron version. In the James Cameron version. Yep. So I pictured kind of that version. But I also... <laughs> I pictured... Seaman from the Super Friends episode of South Park. Right. And so that's what I keep picturing when I think about Aquaman. Yeah. And then you see this badass dude turn around with, like, two different colored eyes and this long hair and this scraggly beard. And you go... And he's covered in the, like, standard Polynesian tattoos. Yeah. And, yep. I was like, oh! Yeah. I see. And I believe Amber Heard is playing Mira. Amber Heard. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Sean's going to look it up. Oh. You would know her from Zombieland? Oh, okay. Never Back Down, or The Danish Girl, or... Or I guess I could try and find something that date you have. I've seen Zombieland. There you go. Well, yeah. good. Yeah. yeah. I just don't... She's not yeah. overly familiar from Zombieland. She played the sister? She's I... 406. What? The girl that turns in Jesse Eisenberg's apartment from oh, 406. Right, okay, okay. That's what I mean. Like, she's not the sister and she's not, obviously... Emma Stone. So... Yeah. No, and that's fine, but I mean... I know the name. I just can't. I, and I'm sure I've seen her in You've something. You've seen her in things. Yeah. It's just what? I don't know. Yeah. It doesn't really matter. But she's. So she's, she's like, Mira. Well, and she seems like a very good counter, like a yin to his yang. Yeah. So, like, he's, she's kind of fair skinned and very beautiful, and he's just so rough. But. Yep. Man, yeah. That'll be really cool. So, I'm way. Like. I'm obviously super biased because I was just excited to finally see Batman v Superman quick time video aside. I finally excited to see Jason Momoa's Arthur Curry. Right. Yeah. So anything he does, I'm immediately like, great. I know Zack Snyder's directing this. Keep James Wan for the Aquaman movie. Right. Now, does Aquaman need a disguise? No. Never wears one. I didn't think so. Because everybody else, like... Barry Allen doesn't want people to know he's the Flash. I mean, besides the the people that he's, he's close to, but like... Like, Diana doesn't wear a mask. That's Wonder Woman. Sure, yeah. Cyborg is cyborg. That he's just... He's a cyborg. Oh, okay. He doesn't really have a choice. Right. <laughs> like, but, like, Superman has the worst disguise ever. Yeah. He puts on a pair of glasses and people are like, I don't know who you are. It's weird, Clark Kent, that you're wearing Superman's clothes, but your face looks like Clark Kent. 
crazy. Look, I'm not wearing my glasses right now. I'm Superman. I'm putting them on. Holy... Where do you go? All of a sudden, Clark Kent is here. I don't... Uh, I don't understand that. It's commentary on weakness while I had somebody who's... Yeah. Sure. Anyway. Anyway. Batman has an obvious disguise, but... Yeah. Why would Aquaman? He lives in the in the sea, doesn't he? He lives in the water? Depends on where in the timeline you are. Generally lives on a lighthouse in the newer stuff. Oh, okay. Because he's half human, half Atlantean. Okay. So it depends if he's if he's king of Atlantis, he obviously stays in Atlantis. Sure. But if he's just on his own, he usually lives at the edge of both worlds, which is a lighthouse. Makes perfect sense. But yeah. either way, is anybody really going to try and track down some he's- recluse in a lighthouse? Who's essentially Superman underwater. Yeah, exactly. Who can also mentally control sharks. Like, no, you probably don't want to track this guy down. Man, that would be the best superpower. It wouldn't. There's a lot of other ones that we I would rather have than the ability to control fish. Yeah. But when you're swimming... He's also, in- like, super strong, mostly bulletproof. Yeah, you can tell he's can super jump. strong. He picks up Bruce Wayne <laughs> like it's no nothing. problem. At the end of that footage, where so Arthur Curry, I hear you could talk to fish, and he tilts his head, I really want Aquaman to punch him. And then I'm thinking, no, if Aquaman punches Bruce Wayne in the face, Bruce Wayne doesn't have a face. Yeah. <laughs> so, mm. Exactly. So I feel like he'll just probably toss him or something. I don't know. I'm re- I really hope that all this footage stays in the movie. Yeah, me too. Because it looks really fun. Yep. Um... I want to talk about their use of Icky Thumb. Sure. When we saw the Suicide Squad... With we Bohemian com- Rhapsody. With Bohemian Rhapsody, we yeah. commented on how perfect Bohemian Rhapsody was. Yeah. And then there was something else I think we just saw where we... Again, we talked about the perfect choice of music. Yep. I love the song Icky Thump by the White Stripes. Yeah. It's a great... Probably my favorite White Stripes song, actually. I would say it's my second because I, I have a soft spot for Fell in Love with a Girl. That's fair. Okay. But... I've heard. I bet you I've heard Icky Thump five hundred times. You just don't get tired of it. Exactly. And it's just there are so many songs that you do. The summer it came out was the summer of two thousand and seven, I believe, because I was doing house renovations. I think you're right. Right around there, I'm sure it was. But I want to say it was that or like earlier that year. But it was very popular in the summer of two thousand seven. Yeah. Same year as like um, Lazy Eye by the Silver Sun Pickups yep. and like. I remember we would listen to X929 here in Calgary because it was still fairly new and at that point still a good radio station. Oh, has it gone? I very rarely listen to Calgary radio. Uh, It's not. They play mostly. And I mean, I I know you like independent stuff, but like it's mostly independent. The DJs are not nearly as good as they used to be. Mm. But also I find that... um, like one of their one of their their the best things that 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 station did was at nine o'clock in the morning and nine o'clock at night they used to do the nineties at nine. Yeah, that was great. Yeah, and now it's just stuff, generic indie music, and mm-hmm. like, fine, that's great, but you guys are the alternative station, and where am I getting that nineties alternative if I'm not getting it from the alternative station? Well, rest assured, you can at least hear Kesha on like six stations here. Thank. The Lord. <laughs> anyway, uh, so that summer, like that, Silver Sun pickups came out that year, and that yep. song came out. And by the end of the summer, I was sick of all those songs except Icky Thump. Every time it came on, I just wanted to turn it up because it's just that organ is just so heavy and dirty right at the beginning. You've really been waiting for this moment all your life. 
I hate you so much. <laughs> I, I, I still enjoy it. I, I was the it's same as, as you, but I've gotten back to where it's like, well, you know what? Yeah, it's, it's not okay. played all the time. Yeah. And it's not bad. If it, anyone missed it, that is a Lazy Eye reference. Yeah. <laughs> Which is why I stopped mid-sentence. It's like, oh, damn it, Sean. Um, hey, we very rarely get to talk about music, and we both love music, as evidenced by the fact that we write about it twice a week. It's true. And we can't really talk about it on the podcast because we don't have we can't get the rights because we don't have money to get rights. Exactly. But you actually get to talk about Icky Thumb. Yeah. So, so what a great way to, because that, that, the beginning, it's, you know, it has the typical movie trailer bass hit or whatever. It's like, boom. And then you hear Bruce Wayne talking and, and he's trying to, he's at this town meeting and you got that old guy with the beard and everybody's kind of looking out the window. It looks really drab and, yeah. And, uh, and he's talking and, and, uh, he said he comes in with the King's Tide, and and that was last night. And Jason Momoa, Arthur Curry, turns around, and he goes, talk. And then he just hears, <laughs> and that was, like, Sean can attest, the first time I heard that, like, I kind of went agape a little bit. Because I was like, this is perfect. It's a great song for this trailer. Yeah. And so I don't know if they're going to be able to use it, because lyrically, there's not a lot that works with... Yeah, just use an instrumental. Yeah. Take it out, and you have that as whatever you need it for. Exactly. Yeah. And it's perfect. And God bless Jack White for giving them the rights to use that, because it, like, sometimes... Music is so... If by giving, you probably mean selling. they paid for it. Yeah. But yes. But they could allowing cho- him... could choose to be like, no, I don't want to be attached to that. But allowing them the rights to the song. Yep. Uh, I mean, sure, he's getting money off it, but... Was it what was it the the RNC when when uh, Melania Trump came out to oh um, it was a Queen song it wasn't Bohemian Rhapsody it was um, we are the champions yeah well he came out to we are the champions was it I couldn't remember if it was yeah. him or her anyway it's just like that's cool <laughs> I'm sure that Freddie Mercury is really really happy that you're coming out to we are the champions oh Queen responded. I, I saw that. I saw yeah. Brian May's response, and I was like... There there was also a Stop Using Our Songs medley done by John Oliver on Last Week Tonight with a whole bunch of people, like Usher, Sheryl Crow... All directed to Donald Trump? Yeah, well, and the DNC, mm. because there have been times when politicians use it, or do it all the time, where they use songs they didn't pay for. Yeah. So... I can't remember who's... At one point, somebody wanted to use Little Pink Houses by John Mellencamp, because that's Ain't That America, You and Me, and like... Oh, yeah, yeah. And John Mellencamp said no, but they at least asked. Yep. Whereas all these people are just like, I'm going to use this, and like, oh, God. Yeah. Well, because a lot, and especially a lot of them use Born in the USA and don't realize what the song is about. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, it's a good thing to pay for music that you are using, which we cannot do, thus we don't really talk about music here yeah however icky thump can be used in this trailer exactly to great effect and and, and it worked really well it just it's the perfect like it's got that like i said it, i like the songs that sound dirty yeah and not dirty in the sense that they're like crude like lyrics it's just like it's it's dirty southern like yeah heavy distortion and just weird sounds and yeah i just i thought it was very very good for for this trailer we can talk about Wonder Woman a little bit if you want. We can. I mean, the movie's out as of our releasing of this podcast. 
right? No, because... it's Suicide Squad. Oh, is right, out. right, right, right. Wonder Woman's next year. Right. That was another trailer we could be re- reacting right. to. Was the first official Wonder Woman trailer. Right. That. I'm getting all my superhero <laughs> now and, uh, that Marvel and DC are putting they're just pitching, pumping out these movies. Yeah. Can't remember what comes out when. I knew that something was coming out the same day as Rio started. Right. It's yeah, Suicide Squad. Suicide Squad. We could talk about Wonder Woman. We we already talked about the teaser. The trailer's been out for a couple weeks now, right? No, it was the same time, same day as Justice League. Oh, was it? It was. Oh, that, oh but you tagged me in that one, so I watched that one earlier. I sent that to right, you. Because we had talked about it, and we saw it. I was like, this looks... And I'm a Wonder Woman fan. Yeah, and it looks phenomenal. Yeah. The, the movie itself looks phenomenal. I was like I was drunk. Phenomenal. <laughs> uh, she looks... I mean, what a perfect choice for Wonder Woman. Yep. She's gorgeous. The fight on the beach, it's period, yeah. which we both probably are really looking forward to. It's. It seems like they said it in World War One, as opposed to two, where it usually is, but that's cool. Yeah. I, more World War One stuff. Totally. That's kind of how I feel. Everything that comes out is World War Two related. I mean, as far as... Until what we talk about next. Interesting. <laughs> I know what we're talking about next, but yeah. I didn't know that that's when it took place. So that's very cool. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's teasers. Not, it's not World War Two, but spoilers to the thing you already know exists in the title of this podcast. <laughs> oh yeah. Right. The only one who doesn't know is Dave. So. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I love anything that takes place in World War One because it's such a like that was such a tumultuous time. Yeah. And the. Increase in technology in those four years is remarkable. Well, we get in that trailer alone, there's biplanes. She's in no man's land, which means there's the machine guns, the first machine guns. Mm -hmm. There's that fight on the beach in the trailer. There's the, like, I'm I'm not sure we're going to see chemical warfare, but that was in world, like, there's so much that happened between 1914 and 1918 that, and we're such history nerd that is like, yes, period, absolutely. Yep. And period from 100 years ago? Even better. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. Right, of Hestia looks great. That's her lasso. Oh, okay. That's what it's called. Oh, okay. The shield looks great. The sh- and they showed it in the Justice League as well, where yeah. it, like, glows. So cool. The detail is just phenomenal yeah. on that thing. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, like, we've talked about Wonder Woman before in the trailer, or in the teaser podcast. Maybe and- when we get closer, when there's a red band, or there's, yeah. like, a full one, if people ask for us to react to that again... Absolutely. We'll talk we've done we did about... the Ghostbusters one a couple times. I have oh, no yeah. I have no issues doing another Wonder Woman trailer podcast. Yeah, we just thought that Justice League because A Dave hadn't seen it and yeah. B it's Justice League. Yeah. So we can talk a little bit about all of them. Exactly. Plus I'd already seen the Wonder Woman trailer, so I'm not going in as fresh as I am right now. So. Right. Yeah. Uh anything else you really wanted to talk about? Well, here's the question. Based off of that, yeah. are you going to go see it? <laughs> If it was based off this trailer alone and I didn't hear any reactions and any reviews from anybody else, which always happens because I never go see something on the first day. So you always hear people's, you know, Facebook friends are reviewing it or yep. or talking about it or just saying, oh, this sucked or whatever. If I could avoid all of that and just go in fresh on my own, I would go see it. Yeah. It looks entertaining. It looks like it could be really fun. Baffleck does look really cool as Bruce Wayne. Yep. Uh, Momoa looks great as Aquaman. Yeah. And I'll probably get to learn something about Cyborg. Yeah. So that's kind of exciting to me. 
after after Justice League, Dave is going right to the comic book store, buying every cyborg comic he can get his hands on. Exactly. Ne- that next podcast, we're in a cyborg shirt. <laughs> <laughs> going as cyborg for Halloween. Yeah. Is cyborg always black? Yeah. Okay. As far as I know, somebody, right. if, if I'm wrong, somebody tweet at me to let me know. But as far as I know, no, he's always been African-American. Cool. So. Like it. Yeah. Right on. Um... Yeah, I think... Would you go see it? I'm still cautious because of Zach. Well, yeah. But based on... We're talking about based on the trailer. Because, I mean, I know it's Zack Snyder, too. But... Yeah. It's the first time I'd get to see Aquaman on screen, so there's a very good chance that I might just bite the bullet and be like, screw it, I'm going. (laughs) It's like, is Aquaman in any more of this? No, I'm going then. (laughs) (laughs) But he would be, because it's Justice League. Sure. So, our next trailer reaction is brought to you by Raisins. Didn't see that coming, did you? Well, Raisins are back, and better than ever. And they're now even more Raisins. Enjoy Raisins everywhere you eat food. The beach, at home, at work, in the passenger seat of a 1978 Camaro that has been lowered, but not so much that it's not street legal, but close. You know, I mean, it's a muscle car, sure. But there's just something to be said about when it gets a little... That's my favorite part. Raisins! (laughs) And we're back. Today's second question comes to us via at Sean Cord. Paul wants us to talk about our reactions to the Kong Skull Island trailer. (laughs) I think that's all we need to say. Good night, everybody. It looks... I'm, I'm glad... Justice League looks great. Yeah. But I'm glad this is our second one. I figured... Because, damn. I thought this would be a better second one as well, just because I know you know little bits about Justice League from talking to me, Mm -hmm. whereas when I found out that you had no idea about anything uh, Kong Skull Island... I don't even think I knew that they were making a new one. Comic-Con, man. I guess. Yep. I mean, I clearly don't have my ear to the ground as far as movies go, because... Obviously, I had no idea about this, but you'd think that a movie starring Samuel L. Jackson, Brie Larson, John Goodman, Tom Hiddleston, you would think that you might hear about it, especially after Brie Larson just won the Oscar half a year ago. Well, I did. (laughs) So did Paul. You didn't, somehow. I'm I'm amazed that you didn't hear about it. So am I. I, To be honest, I... But I also am, because King Kong is borderline horror, the horror community really got into this. Sure. So my Twitter feed for, like, three days was Kong. Well, clearly, I just don't follow you on Twitter. Oh, no, wait. My feed. Your, your feed. Okay, right. I that wasn't. Makes sense. Okay. I was mostly just I thought you were talking about. I thought people were talking to you about Kong. A little bit, but not. Outside not. of Paul, but that's a DM, so it's just like, right. yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Um, You were also at the cabin. You were gone. Right? Yeah, we'll, we'll use that as my excuse. Yeah. Perfect. You got back yesterday, so yeah, I'm, I'm easing you back into the world with Justice League and Kong. I have been back for 26 and a half hours. Yep. So... You were due for a giant monkey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh... <laughs> I... Yeah. First of all... 
new setting. Yeah, Vietnam. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. We were talking in the last segment about period, and that yeah. this is why I didn't say anything, because I'm just like, I'm not going to not gonna spoil that. Yeah. Because it's awesome to discover. Was the the Naomi Watts Kong, was that modern? No. No? No, that was period. Was it? Yep. From? 20s. Okay. Okay. Same as the like the original, the original it's a yeah. remake basically. Yeah. Whereas this is a different <laughs> King Kong. And what movie. a cool idea! Like movies like King Kong and Godzilla, like they always come back around. Yep. Every twenty or so years, somebody's like, you know what? We need to make a new King Kong movie. Yeah. Sure. Why not? Godzilla's a little different because in Japan, he never stops. Toho makes Godzillas all the time. Sure. Okay. Fair enough. But, I mean, I, I guess as far as Western releases go. Yes, because there's another Godzilla coming out this year. Resurgence, I believe. Here from or? Toho. No, to, in Japan, oh, Toho. Okay. There is there is probably, what, 30 Godzilla films? Wow. So, Remarkable. Like, there's tons. Sure, but... But I got exactly what you're saying. Out in the West, Hollywood likes to revisit some of the classic stories. Which is They're doing fine. tons of that, and they're trying to find <laughs> other things that... Because I feel like maybe, and you hinted at this a little bit with Justice League, there are so many superhero movies coming out. What other tent poles can we build mm-hmm. where it's just like if and when superhero fatigue sets in and they don't make the money they are now, we still have other franchises. We still have other properties that we can make. And King Kong is awesome for that. Absolutely. Because all we've ever done is make King mm-hmm. Kong. Well, and that's... I know we've talked about, like, when we talked about The Magnificent Seven, how there's the remake coming out. And with Ghostbusters, we weren't thrilled about the remake. There's something different about King Kong, and I don't know why that is, but maybe it's because it's almost like clockwork. It just kind of keeps coming back out. Well, and Peter Jackson's wasn't great. Sure. Because it was basically, it was rehashing the RKO version without all of the fun parts of the RKO version. Right. And it was way too long. Right. Way too long. What did the Jeff Bridges one? It was good. Yeah. Was but okay. what, what era was that? Late 70s? Yeah, because it, it it was, like, so basically right around when it was filmed. Because it was not a, it was 70s, 80s, I think, as far as when yeah. the movie came out. So. Yeah. Yeah, which is, so, I remember seeing the original King Kong when I was really young at a friend's birthday party. I think we watched King Kong and Godzilla on the same night. Nice. So fun. <laughs> and... So I have a soft spot for these movies, but I kind of want to see, because, and maybe it's because they're monsters. And with the evolution of special effects, we can get better monsters. Yep. And maybe that's one of the reasons why I don't mind it as much, is because, although Ghostbusters, you have an evolution of, anyway, we're not going to get into the Ghostbusters, but I'm excited to see what King Kong looks like in this movie. I'm excited, I would like to see this on a big screen with, you know, Dolby surround sound and to see King Kong 20 feet high. Yeah. That could be really cool. And it's a new story. Yeah. They're taking a property that is good, that mm-hmm. does work, and they're doing something else with it. Yeah. Which is what, and again, bringing it back to Ghostbusters, that's what we were talking about. And sure, like, it's come out and it's done well. Mm-hmm. And good for it. And people have enjoyed it. Yeah. And others haven't. Yeah. Fine. That sounds like a movie to me. Exactly. But they did essentially the same story, whereas this is not. Unless John Goodman's in the trailer, because he seems to be the one that knows, like, I've been, I spent 30 years trying to prove that monsters exist. Yeah. Okay, great. 
unless his goal is to helicopter Kong to Broadway, mm-hmm. it's not the same story. <laughs> yeah. And I don't... I don't know. I don't see any of that, but... There's also more than one woman on the island. So, other than Native women, obviously, but, yeah. like, it's not just Fay Ray Or Naomi Watts. Yeah. Or... Which is... I mean, it's just... It could be refreshing. Yeah. And maybe they do take him back to Broadway, but it doesn't seem to have that... That, that direction to it. Well, no. They don't... In the first one, they're very clear about we're going to capture King Kong and bring him back because it's the eighth wonder of the world. Mm-hmm. In The Simpsons, it's the ninth, the eighth being Gomer Pyle's beautiful singing voice. <laughs> I was a little worried. Well, we did make the Jasper Johns reference. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, but I get it. Uh... Although... How badly at the end were you kind of hoping King Kong would eat those two people? Just like immediate. That was how the trailer ended, where it was just like a Homer style. Display, yeah, and then was it? I was going to save this to the end, but since you asked about that, I'm going to I'm going to talk about that now. I really liked that we barely saw any of King Kong. Yeah, I liked that we saw. I, and I think I mean obviously they do that intentionally because why give the cow away for free? Right. Um. But I liked like I I liked seeing kind of his his lower body come crashing through those palm trees. Yep. I like that you saw a silhouette of him and the hand bash the helicopter. Ugh. I almost... I'm, I'm struggling with that last shot. Okay. Because you can barely see his face, but you can still see his face. Yep. But in that blackout, just hearing him breathe, to me, that might have been enough. Okay. But it's not like you see... We have yet to see King Kong... Head to toe. You sort of see him in the, like, in that, the mirror shot from where Samuel L. Jackson, I yeah. think Samuel L. Jackson is standing in the flames, and then there's that, it's, you can kind of see a full-size Like, shot. when he's in the sunset there? Yeah. yeah. It's a silhouette, though. Like, yeah. it's not, you think that's... But it's not like a front shot of him walking or something where you no. see this. I imagine the first time we see him is probably when he comes through those palm trees, and then all of a sudden you see this behemoth. Yeah. That would be my guess if I, I... I would think so. It it seems to be leading that way. Like, you see this... These palm trees getting pushed aside, and I just... But at the same time, like, it is Kong, right? Like, it's not Cloverfield Monster. It's sure. not... It's not a monster that you don't already know. Yeah. Like, you know, it, it would be a really weird King Kong movie if it's not an ape. Absolutely. So you know, and everyone should basically know, that it is... He's a giant ape. I suppose that makes sense. So it's sense. not the same sort of thing where it's just like, ah, oh, you showed me what the Cloverfield monster no, is. No, but it, by that exact same argument, we don't need to see him, per se, because we know that it's going to be an ape. Yeah. So it's like you hear that breathing, and it's like you can almost picture it and be like, oh my god. Regardless, I like that we didn't see a full shot. I like yeah. that we saw little snippets here and there. Well, and if it's if it's Skull Island the whole time, I don't know how well you remember the original, but there are dinosaurs, there are giant spiders. Well, there's there are... obviously dinosaurs. I mean, they were shooting... The one guy is shooting was... a, a machine gun from a Triceratops skull. Was that not Shea Wiggum? I don't know On if the that Triceratops? was. I couldn't tell. Was that was... not Eli from Boardwalk Empire with, like, an MG42 shooting, sitting astride a Triceratops I skull? I really hope it is. I think it might have been. Because Shea Wiggum? Yeah. I've seen him in that, and I've seen him in something else, I think. And both times he kind of plays, like, the loser. Or, yeah. like, the, the 
less important person. I would love, even if he gets eaten, like, I expect that having seen enough of these movies, there's going to be that guy who's firing round upon round at this thing and it just walks right through this gunfire and probably kills him. Yeah, probably. But the shot is cool. I'm like, at least he's... Or maybe it is Skull Island and that's a giant spider and he downs the giant spider and he gets to say a one-liner. That'd be great too. Which would be so cool. So that would be, yeah, I forgot about... It's been a long time. years since I've seen the original. Yeah. So I forgot that Skull Island has more than just King Kong, but that's what even Samuel Jackson is saying. Like, also, and it's just, he's going off on this rant about monsters and and it's the rallying speech. It's the rallying speech. For every monster movie has a rallying speech. Yep. And he's done it before, and then got eaten by a shark. Maybe he gets squished. That would be amazing. <laughs> I know. So I'm kind of hoping that the producers of Godzilla saw Deep Blue Sea. And saw this speech where he's rallying him. He's like, we're going to get the, you know, what are you guys doing? You're idiots and da-da-da. We're going to survive. We're going to survive this. You shouldn't have done this, but we will survive. And then he comes and gets eaten by a shark. I hope they see that and go, well, I know how Samuel L. Jackson's dying in this. (laughs) I doubt that it's going to happen, but. He might, although I don't know that he's the lead. Because he's the pilot, right? It seems like Tom Hiddleston might be the lead. Yeah. He's also sick and billing behind Brie Larson. Oh, is he? Yeah. Yeah, and that could be. So maybe he does. Maybe he maybe does. That does die. happen. I don't know, but it does. Like as he's talking about this, and John Goodman's talking about the, the uh, you know that the, he he's proving that monsters exist. Yeah. Clearly, there's other monsters on this island. Yeah. I would hope, and other things like that. I guess she's not an Amazonian, but the tribe woman. Yeah. Well, we saw two different tribes. Yes, yeah, we did. There's the one that's in the ship. Yeah. Which is kind of amazing. Like, a ship crash-landed there, and then there's a tribe of people who live inside well, this Well, because there's ship. vegetation in there, so it's been there for quite some time. But at the same time, it's still solid enough that it provides protection from all of this stuff on Skull Island. Yeah, which is obviously very important. But the one that you're referring to is the tribeswoman who's painted in what almost looks like digital kind of, like, striping and stuff to match the building around her with yeah. the spear. Awesome. From the tremendous, makeup. tremendous makeup. So, like, there's monsters, and obviously there's people on that island who are surviving these monsters, but yep, they look pretty badass themselves. Yeah. Huh, man. I'm... Hmm. There's a lot of things. Like, this one is kind of overwhelming, but in, like, <laughs> the best possible way. Yeah. Well, I think because it came out of left field. Yeah. Before this came out, I didn't realize they were making another King Kong movie. Mm-hmm. And then... I, I think I even saw it on Twitter. Somebody from iHorror Plug posted, it's like, oh, they're they're doing another King Kong. Here's the trailer. And I watched it like four times because, wow. Yeah. It, from the beginning. Yeah. We'll, we'll do that, this period. What's the word I'm looking for? We'll do this. Chronologically? Yeah. Systematically. There we go. That's what okay. I was looking for. So you said from the beginning, I'm like chronological makes sense. It does make sense. It makes sense. Okay, yeah, that was the word I was looking for. So we're on the ships. It's the target. Like take them in. It's just a survey. It's a plum mission, and you see them all on the Hueys flying. Gorgeous shot. Yeah. And then there's the first shot where you're like, "What is going? Oh, that dragonfly hid inside the shot of the like the far panorama shot of the Hueys is ridiculously clever (laughs) so well done it took me three tries to spot it because you because I was watching the helicopters trying to figure out the time period and 
And uh, all of a sudden, there's a dragonfly, and I was like, okay, that's cool. Oh, yeah, Skull Island looks really neat. And then we watched, oh, I guess it was the second time. You're like, do you see the dragonfly? I was like, yeah. Oh! Yeah. Cool! <laughs> now, this is being directed by somebody who you probably don't know, actually. Okay. Jordan Vote roberts He directed... Uh, Let's see if you would know anything. Nick Offerman's American Ham TV I have special. Seen that. He was the director of that TV okay. special. Well, I mean, that doesn't really give an indication because really I was just watching Nick Offerman, but go on. The Kings of Summer is probably the film he's the best known for. It's on Netflix. Okay. So you can check that out if you want to see. But mostly it's like he did the Cox TV movie. And no, it's just kind of stuff. A new on the scene, hey? TV stuff, shorts, he did some funnier die movies, okay. that sort of stuff. But his big break was The Kings of Summer. Okay. I've heard of that one, I haven't seen it. And now he got Kong. Cool. So they're giving like an indie director, somebody who tries different stuff visually, a major film with well, the producers of Godzilla. Sure. And I have two things to say to that. One, when the Flames were still looking for a, a new coach. Right. Oddly enough, I can find a way to bring it back to hockey. Haha. Ha. Uh, they were interviewing Brian Burke on on the the Calgary Sister Station out in Toronto, and they were asking him about it. And he said, at one point, everybody in the hockey hall, every coach in the hockey hall of fame was a rookie. Yep. And that's exactly it. It's like at some point, uh, like David Lynch had to get a, a a start somewhere. Yeah. Oh yeah. And. This guy has to get a start somewhere. Why not give him a cool movie like this? This could propel him. Yep. Uh, imagery, visuals. Did King Kong throw a palm tree like a javelin? Assuming that was King Kong, yeah. But that's what happened, right? Yeah, the, a palm Some tree was Some creature on Skull Island threw a palm tree like a javelin. Into a helicopter. Into a helicopter. Right. It took me... Th- like, I saw it the first time. I was like... The first time I was like, oh, they crashed into it. No, they're way too high to have crashed into it. Did somebody just hurl that? What? Yeah. What a cool shot. Like, what a way to start this this film. To bring, like, how, you have to the wonder how many. of the island. To, how many characters know, like, John Goodman has an idea but doesn't really know. Yeah. But most of them have no idea what they're getting into. Yeah. So that would be the introduction to this is what Skull Island's like. Yeah. Remarkable. We talked about music before. Oh, But, like, immediately man. after that, all it is is drumming. Yeah. Which, when you think of King Kong, yeah, every time, there's always that scene with the natives where they tie the sacrifice up yeah. and there's the drumming. Well, this was put over top of a incredible long shot of a boat. Yeah. It was perfect. And it wasn't a recognizable... Like, obviously, it's not a recognizable song. It's just a bunch of people on skins. and just boom, 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 boom. Yep. And it's perfect. Yeah. It's exactly what you need for something like this. Because it would be weird if Icky Thump was the subtrack... Was the, the, the... Soundtrack, I guess, for yeah. this trailer. Sympathy for the Devil. They probably take a Vietnam era something, sure. right? Yeah, so, like, if it's Fortunate sense. Son, that'd be yeah. a little strange. Yeah, exactly. Anything by CCR would be like. Unless it stopped when the palm tree went through the helicopter. If sure. they pump Fortunate Son through or 
pick something. Run I through the jungle. Run through the jungle. Yeah. And so that's what, while the helicopters are flying, you see the dragonfly land and then pierces through. And then you just have nothing but drums. That could be cool. That'd be neat. But the way it worked was fine. That's all you needed. Yeah. Yeah. It was oh, such a cool shot. Oh. So then I, I suppose they don't really know what's going on. Are you thinking that the first thing they're going to see is that handprint on the mountain? Once they kind of, because it looks like they could, I assume they kind of crash into the jungle. Yeah. And there's always, you know, in movies like this, there's always that kind of establishment of like, okay, where are we? Everybody kind of regroups and figures out where they are. And it's like, okay, we need to go Seemingly somewhere. Seemingly buries safe. the dead because there's that shot of all of the soldiers around what looks like a freshly dug grave. Yeah. And it's like, okay, the rest of us, the survivors are good. Let's get somewhere where we're not in the trees. Yeah. I assume. And so they go to this clearing, and I'm guessing, like, there's this rock face with this big-ass handprint. Yeah. Like, I know King Kong is big, but that seems big for even him. Yeah. So I don't know... Scale? Maybe they're upping the scale a bit? Could be. Or maybe... It doesn't matter. It looks so cool. And they look so shocked. Like, because that's kind of... It looks like the high point on the island, too. Yep. Oh my god! <laughs> uh, yeah, it's just—it's hard to talk about this one almost because it is just—it's great. Yeah, it's just a trailer for a film that you didn't know was coming. Yeah, I didn't know it was coming when I saw it. Mm-hmm. So we're just kind of fanboying on a trailer. Yeah. If the movie—I mean, it's not Zack Snyder putting together this trailer. I feel like a movie like this. It's got the right cast. It's got the it's got the the draw of the name King Kong. Yep. It's a different era. Tremendous special effects. Yeah. I feel like it can't be all bad. Right. It may not be the best movie. I mean, we both really enjoyed the the most recent Godzilla. Yeah. Now, actually, that ties in. Did you want to finish your point? I've no, got a tie into. Sure. I was just gonna say. Not, you know, some often we go into movies optimistic because of the way the trailer looks, and you're yeah. let down. I'm optimistic about this one because it looks really cool, and I feel like, given the nature and the content, it probably still will be cool. It may not, the trailer still might be overselling it, but I don't Maybe. think I'm going to leave this movie if I go see it in theaters, which I probably will because it's King Kong. It's King Kong. I don't think I'm going to leave being completely disappointed. I feel like I'll leave being like, I really enjoyed that, some of it was cool, I didn't care for this. Yeah, or maybe a character doesn't work, or maybe there's practically no character work, and it's just sure. fighting stuff the whole time, which I doubt if you have a guy who made The Kings of Summer yeah. to direct it. I'm looking up to see who wrote it. Oh, okay. Uh, Four different people. Oh. Awesome. The guy that worked on Godzilla and Minority Report. Oh, I like Minority Report. guy that Report. wrote Jurassic World. Okay. A uh, guy that worked on... Flight. Oh, yeah, okay. The, the Denzel Washington yep. movie. And Real Steel, the Hugh Jackman robot boxing movie. Sweet. And Dan Gilroy, he wrote Nightcrawler and Real Steel. Is that the Jake Gyllenhaal movie? Yeah, the really good one. That's a good one. really good movie. Also, and, like, really twisted. And The Bourne Legacy, for okay. most of it. So, good set of writers. Yeah, people who know what they're doing. Yep. So... It sounds like you might have story, because a lot of those movies have story. It's not just fighting. Like, even Nightcrawler is really weird, but, like, 
has some yeah. great story to it. It's if at worst we get something like Jurassic World, fine. I'm not going to be disappointed with that. Wasn't that your number one movie yep, of last sure year? Was. So like, yeah. Granted, I only saw seven. So true. But but I am confident that by what did we do that January 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 2015 16 17 there you go. Jeez. <laughs> I will have seen enough movies to do a whole top ten. Ooh, that's my goal. It's a good goal. <sighs> yeah. What was your tie-in? My tie-in was: Are you at all concerned that I know you were happy that you didn't see a lot of Kong, but are you concerned that the producers and now that we know two of the writers of Godzilla or one of the writers? Did I just say Godzilla once? I think so. Yeah, one of the writers of Godzilla. You didn't see Godzilla very much in Godzilla. That's true. You got 10 minutes-ish? Maybe 15? 15 if you... Yeah, 15 because there's that big fight at the end with the two others. You got 15 minutes of Anthony Hopkins in The Silence of the Lambs, and he won an Academy Award for that. True, but it wasn't called Hannibal. It was called The Silence Silence of the the Lambs, Lambs. and it's a story of Clarice hunting Buffalo Bill, as opposed to Godzilla being about... If if, if, If you watched Hannibal and you got 15 minutes of Hannibal in a movie titled Hannibal... You'd be much more disappointed. I see what right. you're saying. Because, um, yeah, Anthony Hopkins nails Hannibal Lecter in that, but the film isn't about Hannibal Lecter. Sure. Godzilla is about Godzilla, Godzilla. but it wasn't. It Kong. was actually about that kid trying to get back to his wife and child, because he's a soldier, who's also a bomb guy, yeah. and they're trying to stop stuff. Right. It's Kong Skull Island. Yep. So the... A lot of it is Kong, but it's not just Kong. Right, so if we get... I I think if we get enough of him, like, I like the idea that in a perfect world, based on this, on what we've seen in this movie and what we've talked about today, right? they get to the island, they spend the first, if it's a two-hour movie, 20 minutes is... Prep and going to the island. Prep and going to the island. An hour is them on the island without Kong, and the rest of it is dealing with Kong. Because then you get you get to see the island, you get these tribes people, you get potentially other monsters. But yep. then, like once they think that they're out of the woods or they've dealt with all these, you know, they know how to deal with them, where they've escaped all them. I was like, okay, that's clearly the worst. And then this big boy comes crashing through the trees. Okay, I would be okay with that. Yeah, I don't need to see two hours of King Kong. But you did just spec out forty minutes of King Kong. Yeah, that's a lot more than fifty. <laughs> I know, but now that yeah, like. N- once you kind of clarified it as far as... But at yeah. the same time, I mean, if it's done well enough, maybe I maybe I won't care. That's true. I just want to hear him scream. That's like, not the... Like, the, the, like I want to hear him stand and just, like, give this King Kong holler. I'm okay. sure that'll happen, but, like, I feel like that would almost be worth the price of admission, especially in a movie theater where you just get, like, this... I don't know, this ape scream that King, seems so synonymous with King Kong. I just can't wait to hear it in, like... See what they do with it. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, but yeah, I mean, I wouldn't mind seeing more than I saw of Godzilla. Because it was a lot of like, oh man, Godzilla's coming, and then that door would close. Yeah. Like, oh. That was almost a letdown, so I would like more than that for sure. Yeah. But I don't need two hours of King Kong. So yeah, I guess like somewhere in between would be fine. Yeah, okay. Yeah. That was just, that was my only concern when no, I that see does from make the producers yeah. of Godzilla. Like, yeah, I enjoyed Godzilla. It yeah. was like an eight, eight and a half out of ten for me. Yeah. I had a good time, but I got very little Godzilla. And that's really what you want in a movie called Godzilla. Yeah. Yeah. So was this one, it's like, 
Well, Kong it's, comes first, but then it's Kong Skull Island. Yeah. So it, I get what you're saying, though. Mm. If we get some King Kong or he's peppered throughout. Yeah. And they're having to deal with the island and trying to get off the island or whatever. It, fine. It could be fun. I'm, yeah, like... I'm more optimistic about this than Justice League. Yeah, for sure. Without question. Because it's not Zack Snyder. Yep. Now, it's an unknown director, but... Yeah, fairly yes. unknown. Yeah. Unknown-ish. But... It looks cool. It looks really cool. And you can play up the schmaltz factor a little bit in this, I think, because yep. it's King Kong. Yeah. And so I don't think it's quite as terrifying, I guess. Or quite as, like, it's not as terrifying for me. It's not quite as precious. There you go. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So that's, yeah, I think I, I, I am more excited for this one than I am for Justice League. And as um, you were going to see that. I don't even think I have to answer. Do we have to answer the question? We always say this at the end of oh, yeah, the we'll reacts. I will the definitely yeah. be trying to go see this in the theater yeah, because it's, it's King Kong. We do always ask it and we do always answer it. And so I feel like you should. But before you even had to ask, I was like, yeah, I'm going to go see this one in the theater. Yeah. March 2017. Yep. Like I'm already thinking, thinking that far ahead. Well, I guess that should be it. You. Mr. and Miss Internet, are the lifeblood of our podcast, and we want to answer your questions, react to your trailers, or just have a good old chat. Want to talk to us on Twitter? Dave can be found at David Ron. that's at D-A-V-I-D-R-O-N-N, keep trying. Sean is at Sean Cord, that's me, and we are at Guys From Podcast. Email us at guysfrompodcast at gmail.com. Facebook us at The Guys From... You could send us a raven to castle guys from. Yeah, totally. I'm going to start rotating that a little bit, maybe to have a reference or two that you understand that in there. awesome. Yeah. Neat. If you enjoy the guys from podcast, tell your friends, tell your family, tell strangers on the street. If you're going to the zoo, tell the wolves. I don't care. Maybe they'll howl it out. Just tell people. Also, you can, only you, also, only you can help our podcast grow. Also, throw us a rating or review on iTunes. Anything helps. We are available on pretty much anywhere podcasts are found, including Player FM, the Blueberry app, and Stitcher, the innovative on-demand podcast app. Hey, Dave, is there anything you wanted to plug? If you can catch the Tragically Hips last concert on CBC, do it. I saw them in Calgary, and they were amazing. It will not be a show to be missed. Uh, I think it's August 17th is the last show in Kingston. It's going to be an emotional affair. Absolutely trying. Like, I'm sure people might be able to get CBC down in the northern states. I think so. Check it out if you can. It's it's going to be it's going to be an event. Sean? On our website, theguysfrom.com, aside from hosting this podcast you'll just go ape for, we also write articles on things like music, indie music every Tuesday, throwback tracks every Thursday, movies, we are still doing the top 100 Simpsons episodes of all time, and there's other stuff. Wow, where can I find all that again? www.theguysfrom.com Oh yeah. Also, head to iHorror.com for all of your horror news, interview, and review needs. And also, if you haven't checked out Stranger Things on Netflix yet, you definitely need to. This is one of the best things I have seen in a long time. Easily the best thing I have watched this year. And when we do our top stuff of the year, like our top of 2016, there's a very good chance Stranger Things will be on it. Cool. Special thanks to The Sweets for our great opening music. Check out their website at www.weirthesweets.com. Also, a special thanks to all you folks who love our trailer reaction podcasts. I know we love doing them, so if you keep asking for them, we'll definitely keep recording them. This has been episode 127 of the Guys From Podcast. 
the Unobtainium podcast. There's an Avatar reference for everybody, because we like being topical. Thanks for listening. Once again, I'm Sean. And I'm Dave. Taking us out this week is our friends The Sweets and their song Prairie Blues. Remember, if you have an original song that you'd like us to feature at the end of our podcast, send us an MP3, or you can send us the link to your SoundCloud along with any information about your band that you would like us to pass along. We're big fans of the indie community, some more than others, I guess, as I talked about in our X929 thing. Yep. Anyway... We would like to lend our support. Our email address is guysfrompodcast at gmail.com. Have a great week, everybody. The Guys From Podcast is brought to you in part by nothing. Nothing. It doesn't pay well. Went for a classic today. It really doesn't pay well. No, it does not. Yeah.